Welcome to Anchors Away, the podcast that chronicles a landlocked new sailor's journey to finding freedom and adventure at sea. I'm your host, Todd Middlebrooks, and I welcome you along on my journey. In this episode, I discuss the steps that I've taken to plan my very first charter, including my thinking for anchoring spots and apps that I've used to plan. So in just under two weeks, actually 13 days from today, I'll begin my very first charter. Uh, This is going to be a four-day charter over President's Day weekend, uh, and I'm looking forward to it. It's with Sailing Florida down in St. Petersburg, and we're chartering a uh, Fountain Peugeot Helia 44 catamaran. Um, And in this episode, I just want to discuss some of the steps that I've taken to kind of plan this trip what goes into that thinking and some of the apps that I've been using to uh, manage that planning. So the very first thing is to kind of research the area uh, that I'm going to be sailing in. And fortunately, in the beginning of January, I did take my ASA 104 and 114 course in this area. So I'm a little bit familiar with the water um, and the area. So looking at the map, I can kind of, you know, relate that, what, what I know, kind of that local knowledge uh, which is key when you've when you're sailing in an area that you're unfamiliar with. Again, local knowledge is very important. So, uh, researching on online uh, in forums, in sailing school posts, things of that nature, uh, for the area that you're going to be sailing in to gain some of that local knowledge is key. Uh, this is where the briefing will come in as well. Um, you know, if you have any questions with the charter for the charter company, they can help with that local knowledge also. The next thing is to take into account uh, the crew and guests that are going to be on board and to establish some sort of loose itinerary for the trip. I do say loose because uh, it could vary and it could change and you have to be open to that based on what the weather's doing, how the crew's feeling. I started with the very most basic question of what is considered a long day. You know, how much time under sail or under motor is quote-unquote acceptable for the crew whether they realize it or not we had some long days when we were uh, taking our courses down there Um, you know we would spend six hours sailing to me that's you know that was fun it was it was made for a pretty long day but for new crew or crew that have never been sailing two to three hours could be a long day of sailing so I have to take that into account and because of that I've had to create multiple options to sail each day so the four-day itinerary, uh, I kind of created, again, at least two options for each day that had different ranges of, of miles, nautical miles traveled, uh, different destinations in case we couldn't make it as far as we wanted to. And that's key to accommodate, again, the weather or the state of the crew, things of that nature. If the winds are high and the seas are rolly, you know, we may have to cut a day short on the flip side. If the seas are perfectly calm and there's no wind, then we're just going to have to motor and we might can get further um, because everybody's comfortable. So those are the things we have to take into consideration for uh, the itinerary. The next thing I do uh, is check out the chart. And what I use for a digital chart app is Navionics. And it's a, it's a great way to uh, look at the area 
check out the depths of the water, which in St. Petersburg, there's a lot of shallow spots. And so you got to be careful when you're selecting an anchorage or uh, planning where you're going to stop for the night to determine if it's suitable uh, for the particular boat that you've chartered. Again, my, my plan A and plan B for each day has to take into account the depth and where we're at, you know, uh, the Tampa Bay area, where we're leaving from, the kind of St. Saint Pete area, is more central to Tampa Bay. And then the itinerary that I've planned is more in the southern Tampa Bay near the Gulf. In between those two, really, there's the Sunshine Skyway Bridge, and that's about it. There's not a ton of places uh, to stop. So part of getting to experience the itinerary is to get to those places. Uh, And then we can kind of, you know, tool around in that South Tampa Bay area before having to to go back north and return the boat on the final day. Now, I've done the bulk of my planning in Navionics, as I've said, but there are a couple other apps that I kind of cross-reference or check with uh, that are new to me, and uh, I've really enjoyed getting to to learn these apps. One is Aquamap, and that that is a little more... A natural-looking uh, charting app, and I'm, I'm currently in a trial for that. It includes an anchor alarm functionality, which I'll talk a little bit more about in a minute. Also, CMAP is another, that's C-MAP, CMAP is another uh, charting and navigation app that is good for looking at uh, depths and just, you know, charting obstructions and things of that nature. Uh, a new one that I've just discovered is called Savvy Navi, and I'll have links to all these in the show notes, uh, but it's a pretty slick little app. It's very fast uh, for uh, charting and mapping routes. It's super quick. That's one thing that it has over uh, Navionics. Navionics is great for auto-routing, uh, but it can be a little slow, especially if you do uh, multiple waypoints and a really long route. It can take a while to generate that uh, automatic route where Savvy Navi is a little bit quicker and it also incorporates uh, weather and current and you can actually overlay those on the chart, which is really slick. And it has an iPad app and an iPhone app, which is nice. So does Navionics. I mean, it, it, it works on both the iPad, which is great for planning on, and the iPhone which, you know, you could use underway in addition to the iPad if you wanted to. Another app that I've used uh, in my planning and a lot of marinas use for their booking is Dakwa. Uh, That's D-O-C-K-W-A, Dakwa. And um, you can research marinas. You can request uh, bookings for a slip in that app, and you can pay for them ahead of time. So that's a great way to ensure that you've got a place to stay if you're looking for a marina spot. And then there are the weather apps that I use. And uh, still being two weeks out, uh, it's a little premature to be looking at the weather, but it's great to see what kind of patterns may be developing and what kind of weather we can expect. So if I'm just looking for temperature and precipitation, I use AccuWeather, which is what I use on a daily basis just to check the weather, not non-marine related, just to see what the weather is going to be in my area. And then the the primary weather apps that I like for checking the marine weather, so uh, the winds, the sustained and gust winds, and the direction of the wind, as well as the sea state current tides and things of that nature are PredictWind 
and windy. And I typically check both of those. Even though they use, uh, they use the same source weather models, they present the information in a, in a little bit different way. And so it's nice to, uh, to cross-check and double-check between those two to see what the, the current sailing and marine weather is like. And finally, um, this is something that I'm still researching, is I need a good anchor alarm. Aquamap has one that's built in, and I've downloaded another one called Anchor Pro. What an anchor alarm does is basically allows you to mark where your anchor is dropped and how much anchor road or chain you have let out. And so you know exactly where your boat is in relation to the anchor, and you can monitor the swing. The swing radius um, of, the, of the anchor and the boat around the anchor, as well as notifying you if you're dragging. So you set a, a warning area and a limit area, and if your boat goes beyond that limit, and this is using GPS to track, if your boat goes beyond that limit, then it warns you. And the benefit of this is, you know, if you if the wind's picked up in the night or the current changed in the night and you started dragging, uh, it would, you know, wake you up and so that you could check on the situation and make sure that you weren't dragging so that you don't wind up, you know, on the shore or into another boat in the anchorage. So those are the things that I'm looking for in an anchor app. And uh, I have I've yet to settle on one, but that's the kind of the last part of my planning from an app standpoint. So I appreciate you listening to this episode. I look forward to bringing one more episode prior to leaving for our charter. Again, it's President's Day weekend. It's two weeks from now. And then should have a pretty extensive recap, given that this is my first charter. Uh, so I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited about it. Again, I've been researching things to do for an itinerary and researching the map and the area and the weather for weeks now preparing for this. And I feel I feel comfortable. Uh, you know, I'm sure something will come up and maybe catch me off guard. But uh, I feel prepared. I feel excited. And I'm looking forward to this very first charter. Thanks for tuning into the show. Be sure to subscribe and have future episodes automatically docked into your favorite podcast player. Until then, anchors away.